welcome back to the What the Health podcast by the Health and Wellness Center at Burn Mar College. This is your host, Emily, the graduate intern at the Health and Wellness Center. This episode will be collaborating with the hosts of the How to Health podcast. Jacqueline, Kira, and Malini are health equity and student justice coordinators who work with the Career and Civic Engagement Center to produce the How to Health podcast, where they have conversations about relevant topics to the health and equity on campus within the Bryn Mawr community. Today, we'll be sitting down with Jacqueline and Kira to discuss health and wellness, equity, and how they intersect as students on the Bryn Mawr campus. Alrighty, we're here chatting with Kira and Jacqueline. Um, could you both introduce yourselves for us? Okay, hi, I'm Kira. I'm a sophomore at Bryn Mawr College and I am one of the co-coordinators for the Health Equity and Social Justice um, Student Coordinator position within the Career and Civic Engagement Center. <clears throat> I use she, her pronouns and I'm studying political science and philosophy at Bryn Mawr. And yeah, super lucky to be working with Emily and one of my co-coordinators, Jacqueline, who's here. Hi, uh, my name is Jacqueline and, and I'm a senior psychology major. I was actually just at the senior wine tasting event for psych seniors last night, very exciting. That's, I have to, have wine with professors. And I was also uh, a first year so social work student at the Graduate School of Social Work and Social Research at Bremer College. And very exciting to um, end my full year of undergrad here at Bremer and also starting um, in the first year at the Graduate School. That is exciting. It also sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're going to be chatting about um, health and health equity and how it looks on campus and how it looks for you both as students and kind of the intersections of health and equity. Um, so I guess my first question is, for you as a student, what does, um, what, what are the intersections of health for you both? I could get this started. Sure. Uh, so other than that, I'm undergrad and graduate, graduate student at the same time. There's also another layer of my identity, which is that I'm also an international student. And that um, comes with so many, <laughs> when it comes to health, international students plays a role that um, I don't think is not, it's not talked about as much as it should be, I think. So, so um, for example, I, as a 21, soon to be 22 year old young adult, I have my wisdom tooth coming out recently. And, um, but uh, unfortunately the health insurance here I have with the college doesn't cover uh, dental. So I was uh, <laughs> panicking to find uh, like dental services around and I was basically don't know where to start and then have a feeling that it will be expensive and um, was feeling not um, supported 
to where like kind of just generally confused about how that's gonna come out and yeah. that's the physical health aspect and um amount about mental health like I, we, we, I do think we have amazing uh, counseling staff but um I think as a personal like international student I do wish to see like counselors who are of bicultural or multicultural background or speak um other English like other languages Mm -hmm. other than English so that um I believe in their professional training because I am (laughs) on the track to become, become a clinical social worker but I think there are certain things that you could like only see, like only understand in the culture or in the language. Like I could do the actual, like do actual work or go actual mile to like provide like the counselors with the context. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, it will be better <laughs> to have someone that if I don't have to do, like provide them um, with the context first so yeah. that's something that I wish I could see and then I'm actually actively being one myself to, to contribute to that and about uh, there is also the spiritual health aspect um, that we I know that uh, we have uh, Rabbi Nora who is our interfaith mm-hmm. chaplain here in Pansby Center, and um, but I wish we could have also you know like people from other like religions or just spirituality in general that you know provides more perspectives. Yeah, I think spiritual health is a has a great deal to do with holistic health. So yeah, I think that's really important. Thanks for bringing that up, Jacqueline. What about you, Kira? Um, Yeah, I would say like for the direct answer to your question, I was kind of thinking in terms of like my mental health, physical health, emotional health and spiritual health Mm -hmm. um, as like intersections of health that have, uh, I guess like, are things that I think about, or there's like things in each of those categories that I think about daily and influence my like health daily. Um, And like within college and at Bryn Mawr, I have had to spend like a lot of extra time and energy on like recovering from like mental health issues and like dealing with mental health issues. And it can be really difficult to feel like I have the space to practice and take care of like my mental, emotional and spiritual health because mm-hmm. they aren't always as tangible, <clears throat> pardon me. And um, they take place like kind of outside of also like the direct spaces where I am able to take care of them like within therapy or doing the action of like taking medication or like exercising for my mental health. Like the, I don't know, like the daily battles that are like kind of more hidden I guess um and are more personal are something that I just don't think I've felt like I've had a lot of space to address within my time at Bryn Mawr even like um like within spaces like these where we are like jerkily talking about them I feel like I've kind of Mm -hmm. 
not really been able to like address that but um yeah I think I need this also comes like with addressing and acknowledging and like respecting and advocating for the fact that like students of color marginalized students on this campus are going to experience like an extra like emotional and mental and spiritual harm through oppressive actions that the school takes part of and takes part in and like also allows out of oppressive students and I think that has to be like also an aspect of understanding health equity and like just health in general is recognizing like there are other things that I myself am not necessarily going to experience and that like maybe are specific more to Bryn Mawr and like the Bryn Mawr experience sometimes. Yeah, thank you for pointing that out. So kind of taking that route down into the conversation, what are your thoughts about how equity and health intersect? Um, I guess for me, I, I was kind of like, I know there's like a technical definition of like a person being able to reach their full potential or like to like flourish the most or thrive the most without and like without disadvantages from or just like being disadvantaged from achieving this potential because of their social position or social circumstances. Um, and I think for me, I try and take like an abolitionist mindset about the way that I approach activities and conversations and like, and learning. Um, and when it comes to discussing how like oppression and, and like social characteristics influence our health, health like of course being like mental, emotional, spiritual and physical, then like um, I want to make sure that I'm kind of taking like that abolitionist mindset as a way to understand these circumstances and like the way that equity, like health should be talked about, I guess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What about you, Jacqueline? So like as uh, international students, like there are certain rules that the immigration like um that's rules that i have to follow just for example um that's like i have one year of opt after graduation and during that time the job i uh, had has to be like directly related to my major which is psychology and you know psychology could be related to anything but you know mm -hmm. <laughs> that really depends on how uh, USCIS, USCIS like decides whether it's like relevant or not mm -hmm. and uh, or during that 12 months you cannot have like more than 90 days of unemployment and which you know job seeking itself is a stressful like process and that yeah. you have this um, like uh, bar like not bar like you have this um requirements you couldn't mm -hmm. you have to fulfill it just puts another layer of uh, whether that's stress or anxiety or and on top of what other like average <laughs> regular graduating students are experiencing like prayer pressures about oh like my classmates they all have a job now so you know all these things together and yeah yeah I just also want to mention um, 
like health raises racism itself that's how um that people of color particularly african-american latinos and native americans receive lower quality of health care than whites and yeah how um like people of color endure more illness and injury from birth until death and um and then that is the higher rates of disease and injury is because of their greater exposure and to um, health um, hazards and how they have less adequate resources when they need them. And I, yeah, I think that really um, ties back to the idea of the intersections of health. Um, emotional and, and mental health go hand in hand with physical health. And yeah, I just wanted to thank you for sharing um, your story with us because I can imagine that's incredibly stressful, that deadline. And um, yeah, it probably has a toll on not only your emotional and mental health, but it kind of is a domino effect in all things because all spheres of our health are very interconnected. Thank you for saying that. I was, it was important to feel validated. Yeah. So I guess my question now, thinking about the intersections of health and equity, especially on the Brimmer campus, is what are some of your, um, both of your future aspirations for health equity on campus? And what does that look like for you both? Um, as I mentioned at the very beginning, that I'm looking for more multicultural and multilingual um, therapists on staff. And um, also in the theme of Earth Day today, oh, it's tomorrow, right? But like in the theme of Earth Day or Earth Month, that's, um, and your personal health, um, that I am wishing for more vegan options in the dining hall. That I know Erdman has this uh, plan forward um, um, dishes. Mm -hmm. that, like I am so grateful for because this is uh, <laughs> this is like the first one I go to when I go into the dining hall, and um, also for if we could have some like health guide for like, if we could have like a, like a workshops about uh, for new vegans or what that's like. And um, if we could have more support from that, whether it's from like mm. the medical center or medical center or from I don't know whose department is supposed to be responsible for this, but uh, people out there, if you are <laughs> with me, you can initiate that. Yeah. Um, yeah, kind of in a similar vein, one of the things that I was thinking about for health equity was also kind of just hoping for the schools to listen to indigenous voices and, um, like take action towards kind of like reviving and understanding that like the crisis that we're in with the climate is going to impact all of our health and actively is like 
as we speak, <laughs> not to get too scary about it, uh, but that is something that I think uh, is really necessary and that we need to be talking about more because things are not great and black and brown people have been leading the charge on um, climate crisis uh, action and like reconnecting with the planet since forever. So um, yeah, I think that would be something to do. I also think that um, I would love to see menstrual products available for all people in all bathrooms. I think free and comprehensive menstrual hygiene care is imperative. We supply toilet paper like it's a human right. Um, the same thing should be the case for menstrual products in all bathrooms because there are menstruators of all genders, all gender identities. Um, and I think in regards to like mental, emotional and physical health and spiritual health um, in light of sexual assault awareness month. Um, I think there needs to be a conversation and more action on understanding how we can dismantle an environment that's allowed for an uncanny kind of harm to be done on to the BICO community and the TRIACO community in regards to the number of sexual assault survivors um, and how prevalent this issue is within this community, in my opinion. Um, and I hope that health equity can really look like thinking about and listening to survivors and like how the way that we approach healing and recovery can be more mindful and suited for who these survivors are and understanding the way that like intersectional ex like social identity forces um, influence the kind of like healing that people need. So I think that can look like explicitly what Jacqueline was saying, having more multicultural and multilingual like providers available is going to allow for like more experience based understanding and empathy, I guess, which I think is easier within the systems that we have. So, yeah. Yeah, those are all very important and also great things to aspire to, not only as um, you know, a Bryn Mawr community, but as a society and as a world. One thing that is, well, you could say is health related, but it's not really, is how is transportation. Mm. Uh, this is something that I experience like myself, like as a person who is trying to look for jobs. This is, this is getting so personal. That's okay. <laughs> um, that I would just uh, find those jobs that are amazing, perfectly fit, like what I want for you know my first out of fresh out of college um, experience, and then they would expect me to have like valid um, driver's license, which I have, but they also expect me to have a car and car insurance, and I'm like. I'm fresh out of college. Like, how do you expect me to have a car? Like, I, I studied this in our um, social policy class about uh, transport, like public transportation in the States and then how inaccessible it is. And now it's becoming just, just becoming unsafe. Like, yeah, <laughs> like for sure. For people of color and women of color. Yeah. And um, yeah, and I think that 
I mean, talking about accessibility and transportation has a great deal to do with a lot of the intersections and pieces of like the health and health equity puzzle. I mean, I do case management with students here at Bryn Mawr and I'm constantly trying to find um, either mental or physical health providers that either offer uh, telehealth options or are accessible because a lot of students don't have a car, which is totally normal and reasonable. So I think that even just accessing services to take care of your mental and physical health, I think that, yeah, is really important in the conversation of health equity. Yeah. And transportation like ties into like, having better public transportation would make it, would allow people to need cars less and like would build like a more friendly community, which is like better for like community care. And that's all, and like also better for the environment. And it, yeah, transportation is like a hub of understanding the way that societies kind of I guess the way that they do interact because that is how we interact. Um, I think there is like a unique like benefit, which is what like I initially like saw and like really enjoyed out of Bryn Mawr as a historically women's college and one that like promotes like a really safe space for marginalized gender identities like in our world and like I think having kind of basically this like lack of cis male um, like representation, I guess within our community um, is like a really interesting shift and one that's obviously very prevalent because of the patriarchy. And um, that was really fascinating and like uh, interesting to see how I kind of like initially like thrived and really Kind of leaned into that aspect and now I think kind of as I get more accustomed to it here where I'm like yeah like that's that's norm like I'm able to feel safe like I can go for walks around at night on campus and I really don't have mm -hmm. to like check behind me or like be too freaked out or like I feel like I want to speak up in class or whatever um and like a level of like social interaction confidence and then I I think that I was kind of I've settled in, I've kind of realized how there are like really frustrating like structural issues that create like a really, um, I feel like we're kind of like a microcosm of seeing mm. how like neoliberal, like feminist ideals like don't work. And it's really uh, upsetting, I guess, a lot of the time, like I find myself frustrated by like work that I do with the school and what the school does to like my peers and my like my friends and my, like um my peers of color and like how they get failed by the school and how I get failed by the school in the process too and like um how like very unwilling uh sometimes like these like powerful like structures it feels or like institutions I suppose like seem to be to change when we're all like no look like this this is a problem and like we want this and we want to like I don't know hear from each other and like remove like things that like harm our students of color or like marginalized identities and like 
yet there still is this like resistance to that and like what that does to people's emotional and like mental well-being really translates into people's physical health and also into like I think how people are able to show up in our like in our community um so yeah I completely agree thank you for sharing Kira I think that you know change is so hard to instigate but I think even just having hard conversations you were just talking about like you know like a hard truth that you face like a little bit into your journey here at Bryn I think that's Mm -hmm really brave and important. And I think that's a really positive step in instigating change. Um, I could share that like, I think Brimore um, cultivates a, a safe place for me in two ways. The first one is that I think Brimore is a safe place to not wear bras. <laughs> which is I know um that like I would be very too comfortable <laughs> to not wear bras on campus and which is something that I wouldn't necessarily do like outside um that's when um when I came back for the summer break which is like three years ago <laughs> I wouldn't like even though it was summer and it was like too hard to wear any kind of bra that's like you know I don't feel the um safety when I when I was um on campus and another thing would be for people who don't me and couldn't see me I'm having a like I'm what is what do you call it like a hair like a um cut what's what kind of buzz cut the buzz cut yeah yeah so <laughs> so yeah I'm gonna over uh so for people who don't know me and who can't see me I'm having a buzz cut higher style and which is something that I've decided to do um about a year ago and because like we were in the middle of the pandemic and literally no one cares <laughs> like like nobody cares about anything at that time so I was like I'm gonna try something like new and that's if it fails if I look hideous I would like I would be like uh, steady from home so um like I would just wear hats and then no one cares and um so like I was before I decide I like ask myself the question that like if I have to have cut my hair once in my life I would rather do it while I was at Springmore because I know that I wouldn't be judged by like having any kind of hairstyle (laughs) out of the ordinary you know like people literally express themselves by like all kind of hairstyle you can think about and um I think that's you know I'm really grateful to stay at a place where I I I'm not judged by how my hair looks I mean even though it sometimes looks like Hmm. not ideal but (laughs) (laughs) I I'm so grateful for the the privilege to do that so I would love to just ask you both 
how can people listen to your podcast, How to Health? Um, what's something that you're planning on talking about either in the end of this semester or upcoming in the fall, if you have any ideas and um, when does your next episode drop and how can we listen to you? Um, we are available on Spotify and on Anchor, um, just like anchor.com, I think, um, under the name How to Health. We have like a little yellow icon. Um, and there should be two of them, but one of them only has one episode and the other one is actually ours and it has our names on it, um, including Malini, who unfortunately couldn't be here today, um, who is another one of the health equity social justice student coordinators and I'm hoping that uh, sometime in the future we get to talk maybe we get to catch up with Jacqueline after they leave us but um also that uh we can talk about like more like um topics pertaining to the kind of Bryn Mawr community and I would love to do some work with professors staff members or faculty that want to kind of talk about any work that they're doing on campus or um, like working within Bryn Mawr um, or what they hope to see out of the school as well um, or what that you think could be changed for the better. Because um, I think it would be really interesting to hear uh, some student, like outside student and non-student perspectives. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I think we're also looking for, even though I won't be a part of it, but we're looking forward to some more collaborations because there are other uh, people doing podcasts in other departments, like in Pansby and mm -hmm. in, um, Health Center. So we're looking forward to more collaborations. Awesome. Okay. Well, I just want to thank you both so much. I really appreciate you coming on and having such candid brave conversations with me surrounding health and equity and the Bryn Mawr College community specifically. Um, go listen to Kira Jacklin's and Malini's podcast, How to Health. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to the What the Health podcast by the Health and Wellness Center at Bryn Mawr College. Huge thank you to Jacqueline and Kira for joining in the conversation today with me around health and equity, as well as Malini who couldn't join us. Be sure to check out their podcast, How to Health, on Spotify. Speaking as the graduate intern at the Health and Wellness Center for this past academic year, it has been a joy to work on this podcast and within the Bryn Mawr College community. Be sure to look for new episodes of the podcast when it returns this fall semester, but have a safe and enjoyable rest of the semester and summer.